This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. The theme of this show was First Pass, recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3. Here's your host, Jen Sedini. Up next, we got Megan McNeil, an amazingly talented singer. She was on The Voice, It's a Show. In 2017, she was chosen by Jennifer Hudson, but I watched the clip and you're gonna be super pissed that no one else turns around. You can tell they're like thinking, I don't know, I feel like there's some bullshit that happens behind the scenes there. She was filmed <laughs> singing DJ Dennis Ferris's Hey Hey on a Green Line train that went on a video that went viral as part of a partnership between the Chicago Transit Authority and the Chicago Park District for a floating museum project. Very cool. She's an upcoming show singing, not storytelling. She does both, but singing at City Winery on September 7th. You can check her out at MeganMcNeil.com or on Instagram. Give a big warm welcome, Megan McNeil, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Um, I am much more comfortable singing than I am storytelling, So, uh, but I'm just going to get right into it. So here's a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became 55 by the time I was four. So in order to paint this picture, I have to tell you about the people inside of my childhood home, and we'll call it affectionately 8840. It belonged to my great-grandmother, Huna, short for Big Kahuna, because she was the matriarch of our family, and she drove buses for the CTA. Everywhere she was, so was I, and she was about 52 years old when I was born. Yes, 52-year-old great-grandmother, just mind your business. And everyone loved her. To some folks, she was a saint. She couldn't refuse anyone who needed help, and she was an actual angel. She prayed for me, and she taught me how to pray. Huna's not-so-angelic sister was Auntie Ezra. I'm pretty sure I remember Auntie Ezra having two boyfriends, uh, one of which was missing a middle finger. And she made the absolute best pancakes. She was a cusser, but she loved me and shared with me the not-so-nice stories. Uh, prayers of sort in her own right, and those were my favorite. There was also my Uncle Pat, who was away at the Air Force, but he was my favorite cool uncle. He was tall, dark, and handsome, and he could skate so well. Every time he came around, I felt like one of the cool kids. And then there was my mom. And her sister, my favorite aunt, my grandmother, the breadwinner, and the biggest provider and protector of me, and also a slew of cousins. You see how many people I've introduced you to already. There all in all were about 10 to 15 people at any given point living at 8840. Some who brought things to the table and some who only mooched and took things from the table, but we loved everyone all the same. Then there was me. Four-year-old Megan, a quirky girl who loved wearing my favorite outfit, fully equipped with fringe and cactus patches, and of course, my favorite tap shoes. I would tap around the house on hard surfaces and pretend to be Savion Glover. 
I was the first daughter, the first granddaughter, the first great-grandchild, and therefore always around a bunch of adults. I was the only child. 8840 is where all the family gatherings happened, the place where we celebrated birthdays and we played cards. I remember elaborate fruit and nut trays that had little doilies wrapped around them. It was the good days for sure. I sit under those card tables and listen to the, adult, the, the adults talk grown folk business. The living room is where life happened. Huna had a chair by the window and an orange oil lamp. And am I seriously old enough to remember an old oil lamp? <laughs> That's crazy. And anyway, she would sit in her favorite chair and she would put her feet up uh, while she sat in the chair and looked out of the window. I would sit up under that chair and listen to her talk on the phone or chastise one of the 50 people that we lived with, uh, unknowingly learning her mannerisms. I sit and listen to Auntie Ezra fuss and cuss at her children or one of her two boyfriends, never at the same time though. I'd listen to my favorite uncle and his cousins make their young adult plans for the weekend or talking on the phone to boyfriends and girlfriends respectively or all inclusively. And the living room is where uh, life happened. We would turn on the TV and as a family we would watch Robocop or Ghostbusters, uh, Jungle Fever, okay? In living color and I just knew I wanted to be one of those fly girls. We'd watch Huna soap operas, we called those the stories, and we'd also watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. All the while, I, quirky four-year-old Megan, would sit under these tables and take all these worlds in, learning and loving. But Mr. Rogers, that was like my stories. That was my soap opera. I wonder what Lady Elaine would be cooking up today. And what adventure would we go on in the wonderful land of make-believe? I was always a curious child, always wanting to know how things were made and pondering patterns and finding magic and uh, wonder in the simplicity of life's offerings. Well, one day, after some consideration, it occurred to me that Mr. Rogers and his opening song was very repetitive. I stood in the middle of the living room, loud and proud and pretty much confused. And I put my hand on my hip and I said, Mr. Rogers says the same old shit every day. <laughs> it was at that moment my family knew they had fucked up. <laughs> I was 55 years old in a four-year-old's body. I was cussing with the best of them in the grocery store, at parks. One time it was so bad that my family left me in the middle of the aisle at the grocery store in a shopping cart because they were embarrassed I was cussing at the guests. <laughs> I guess Auntie Ezra's influence outweighed the prayers of my precious great-grandmother Huna because I was now a full-blown cussing toddler. They first passed their potty mouths on to me and I inherited like a family heirloom. Now that I'm a mother, I vow to be very careful about the language I use in front of my own children. You know, so they can be kids. I have two boys, Maddox and Mason, who are 10 and four respectfully. And the other day, Maddox and I were chilling in my room and Mason bust through the door and he said, Grandpa Gogo said he was gonna beat my ass. <laughs> and that's when I knew I had fucked up. 
would you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. And since we're together, might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini, with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vasoyan, and Executive Director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vasoyan, with songs performed by The First Time Three. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.